Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. You are on the healing hour, and I am so glad to be with you this evening. I'm your host, Minister Arthur Burgess III, and it is a pleasure. It is an honor. I've been awaiting you guys for over a week, and it feels like forever. But tonight, we have an awesome show. I have two special guests, but y'all know the routine. Y'all know what we have to do before we even get to the guests. First of all, we got to let you know where we are. We are on Purpose Kingdom Network. That is Purpose Kingdom Network, and this is blogtalkradio.com slash Purpose Kingdom. And I need you guys to call in. I'm serious. Y'all better call in because the number is 319-527-6091. That is 319-527-6091. And you know how this works. We have a scripture. We always open up with the word of God. There is nothing that we do without listening to the word first. And I just want to share with you a very, I mean, a very simple scripture. I love it. This is probably uh, one of my favorite. Yeah, yeah, one of my favorite. And it is Psalms 1. And it is in the King James Version because that's I'm, I'm, I'm old and I had to read the King James Version. It says, blessed is the man that walketh not into the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Guys, just a quick, 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 quick tip. If you notice, he said that we cannot get in the way of sinners. Sometimes we jump in things, we jump into scenarios, and we jump into situations that if we would have just stayed out of sinners' way, we would have been okay. Sometimes we have to know when to step back and get out the way. And when you are able to step back and get out the way, God says you are playing, you are rooted, you are rooted by the rivers of water. That means you're constantly being replenished. So I'm just sharing this one quick thought with you guys. Maybe the reason why things are happening so much in your life is because you keep getting in the way of sinners. Get out the way. All right? Now, the next thing we do is, you know, we always talk about our evangelism tip, and I always give you one, and I get, I've been given very good ones, apps, uh, websites, uh, evangelism uh, cues as far as outreach and, and how to get food and supplies and how to get medical supplies, all that kind of stuff. We do this every other week. But this time I want to do something different. You know, we uh, we always talk about evangelism and, and how powerful it is, and it is the most key 
weapon in the kingdom. Evangelism is a necessity. It is a mandate. It is not some, a suggestion. God did not say, hey, think about go and tell all the people about Jesus Christ's salvation, Jesus Christ died on the cross. No, he said go. So now we are given the mandate to go out and disciple. But on top of that, we are given the mandate to serve the least that you do to one of his people when you've done it unto him. So I just want to share this quick thought. Evangelism can be many ways, but have you ever just picked up the phone and called and told somebody that you love them, that you're thinking about them, that you're praying for them, And if we can pray right now, I know it sounds like something hard. I mean, I know it sounds something simple, like it's something that's so tedious, but you have no idea how good it feels to know that somebody is praying for you, that somebody just took time out their day to call and say, I love you, how are you? So if you are going to do evangelism, start at the grassroots. Start at a simple phone call. Tell somebody I love you. Ask somebody, can you pray for them? Ask somebody if there's anything they need. And I guarantee you, you are soul winning. Amen. So now i got to bring on my guest. I have two individuals who I love dearly. Um, They have, in a short time, uh, been just in a circle. I I just feel like when I'm around them, and it don't take much, they have something to say that you grab onto, that you hold onto. Um, Their lives are a representation of what Christ can do and how Christ can change and make you the head and not the tail. I bring before you Dr. Christmas and Elder Cooper. Doc, Elder, are you with me? Hey, yes. hey. All right, all right, all right. I had to bring y'all in. I had to make sure that y'all had a real introduction. So, <laughs> so please. So we ain't no strangers you know, to this radio show. <laughs> so I, I'm used to having you guys on. This is a probably Alicia is a regular doc. You've been on here about three times. You know, I, I know you comfortable now. You you get acclimated, and um, I, I hit you guys up, but I say, hey, I want to do something very lighthearted. You know, the world has been so serious. There's so much going on, and 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 sometimes we just need to put some smiles on people's faces, and and still get a message across. So we are going to talk about preaching bombs. When have you preached? And it was a fail. I mean, an epic fail. And, and we're going to talk about that because, you know, I don't care. I got two, I got two preachers on the phone. I got preachers. <laughs> no, I got I got preachers. You know, I'm 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 with the new guys. Sometimes I got a little sometimes I got a little tune, you know, depending on where I'm at. Sometimes, you know, I gotta sit down and talk to people, you know. 
I got to be like these new preachers sometimes because, you know, uh, that's just how it is right now. But y'all are preachers. I am in the mix with some, first of all, you know, they say they're from the city, but they act like they're from the south. And (laughs) and, and they they are bottom of the throat, bottom of the throat, tune up preachers. And if you let Miss, if you let Elder Cooper go, she she is the smallest person in the room. And by the time she uh-huh. gets finished preaching, like she it. is the biggest thing in there. I promise you. And she got yep. this little jump thing too. This little jump thing that's, that I, I, I talk uh-huh. about later. But but <laughs> I've I've seen I've seen both of you. Like I, I've looked at you guys lives. Um, you know, I've seen both of you tear down a church, but I know for a fact that there are some times where you took the L. And I got some stories, and I know y'all got some. So who do we start with? All right, Elder. Elder, come on. Now tell me. Hi. Say who do we start with? Uh, uh, no, nah, because I had to pick. The, the spirit told the spirit told that, me to right. pick you. The spirit said pick you. So, <laughs> all right. So my what, biggest. When is a time where you? I'm talking about you took a L. Talk to me, so, Elder. <laughs> so my biggest epic fail. I was a teenager. And everybody was talking about how awesome of a preacher I was. <laughs> so, you know, it went to my head. It, like, really, really went to my head. Mm-hmm. So had, you know, some of the older preachers around me was like, oh, you don't need to study the Holy Ghost preach for you. And I learned on that day a very valuable lesson. So, <laughs> you know, I got up. The introduction was even decent, you know, I'm this, oh, she's anointed, she's this, she's that, she's this, and I couldn't get nothing out but the scripture. Mm. <laughs> and I was looking at the scripture like, I can't even formulate two sentences right now. I only had 10 minutes, and I stumbled through the entire thing. And um, after that, I was like, Lord. Please don't never let me embarrass your words <laughs> again. And um, it was a scripture, um, you know, that talks about him being the good shepherd. Okay. And, yeah, I just could not get it together, like, at all. Like, at That was your, ser- at that was your sermon topic? The good, the good shepherd was your sermon topic? Mm-hmm. Wow. And I just got wow. like... I, I'm all cockiness and arrogance and pride and all of that stuff when I stood up there and I literally walked away from the pulpit like a dog with the tail between their legs. <laughs> um, it was it was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> it was. Wait, but wait. Here's what I understand, right? All right, here's what I understand. All right, being a singer, you are a singer. If I were you, I would have just broke out in a song. 
and it just went with the song and preached the song. <laughs> you just couldn't get, you just couldn't get words out. I See, couldn't I get nothing sing. out. I can't sing, so I'm a I'm a I'm a uh, I'm the best choir shower singer in the world. But y'all y'all two can sing, and you just couldn't get you just got cocky and couldn't get no words out. I really believe that what that was God's way of knocking me off my high horse at a wow. very early age in a very early stage in in ministry. I look back at it now, and all I can do is laugh. But in right. that moment, I was so embarrassed. <laughs> and I, it wasn't so much that I was embarrassed just for myself. I was embarrassed because I knew the word of God. And because I didn't take the time to to really go before the Lord like I should have because mm. of how people talked about, you know, me being such a great preacher at a young age. Um, mm-hmm. It was just like, God was like, oh, really? <laughs> you really want to make you something? Let me help you out today. <laughs> Let me show you what you are. Because <laughs> without wow. me, you are absolutely nothing. And that's exactly wow. how I felt. I felt like really by myself on that one. And yeah. I, I, wow. I had other bombs, but nothing like that. All right, well, we're going gonna to talk about two. So I, that's one out the way. Think about another one. But definitely, you know, a lot of times as, as preachers, I, like, let's just be honest, y'all. Our ego, our ego gets in the way for real. Like, we ain't going to admit it. Some of us won't admit it. But the truth is, is that sometimes we go in there and we think we got it. And God would be mm-hmm. like, hey, okay, you think you something, huh? Let me let me just show you something, and and it just goes flat. Um, all right, Doc, come on. I know you got a good one. Oh, the yeah. Last so, time uh, you just took I, a bomb. So I remember the, <laughs> Go the first real time I took one. Um, this was when I was like a um, a MIT, and uh, so. Um, I was preaching at this one church. I was preaching a sermon titled, Let Go, Let God. And, mm. uh, you know, I'm kind of like fumbling my way with it. And um, I'm preaching from Hebrews 11 and 8, where it talks about, you know, Abraham, uh, when called to go to a place he would later receive as inheritance, you know, and obeyed and went, even though he didn't know where he was going. So I talked about let go, let God. And I bombed this, you know, didn't have my notes together trying to go off the top of my head, trying to shoot from the hip um, because wow. I was, you know, thought I can, I can be like, I thought I can be like my bishop, you know, Hey, you know, be like my pastor, you know, he shoots from the hip all the time, you know, just say a couple of words and a couple of cliches and get the house jumping. And, um, <laughs> you know, I thought, I thought I did all right, but I realized, <laughs> I realized that, that I didn't do a good job when I went back and I came out, uh, and, and, and apologized and told the congregation that I didn't do a good job. But what it happened was, too, was uh, my friend, my college roommate, said this. He said, look, if you ever bomb, when in doubt, pass out. And so I did this, like, fake passing out like I had the Holy Ghost. And so, and so the one deacon is helping me up. And they, they, you know, helped me up and set me in the back. And I was just saying, oh, 
I felt dizzy and I was just lying because I just bombed. Like it was it was terrible. I could tell I didn't study or anything like that. And and so I was trying to you know, trying to do a good impression. Um, you know, my, it was the first time my mom heard me, you know, preach and my wow. grandmother rest her soul, she was there and my grandmom is never short for words. So I came back wow. and, and, and apologized to the congregation. And so uh, my mom gave me a hug, says, you know, my mom's going to do the, the good thing. Hey, son, mm-hmm. great job. I love you. Keep up the great work. You're just starting out. And uh, my grandmother says to me, well, son, you preached. Uh, he said, you preached that title, let go, let God. I'm telling you, let go and let God never let you preach that sermon again. <laughs> <laughs> she said wow. that was the right message. She said that was terrible. It was awful. She says, uh, she says, um, you know, uh, that was just that was just awful, and I I, I felt so bad. And uh, from them, I, I did, you know I didn't make make too many more you know bombs there. I made sure that I I thoroughly prepared myself. Uh, with notes and stuff like that, um, Elder Cooper knows that I'm a, I'm a manual script preacher, so I like oh, to write wow. out my words. And uh, so, you know, I don't I can shoot from the hip, but I don't I don't do too much of it because of that's one of the reasons because because of that. So uh, I have this image in my and, and and to be honest, ever since then I have ne- not preached from that scripture. <laughs> <laughs> what? I have not I've not preached from Hebrews eleven and eight. I will stay away from it. Now I'll go to Genesis chapter twelve that refers to the same thing, but I will not preach from that scripture and I have not used the title again, let go, let God. Man Yo, that's crazy. You've been scarred for life. Grandma yes, can do that to you. You got one of them blunt, honest grandmas? It uh-huh. it is star you. <laughs> yeah. Listen, for those who yeah. are listening, if you want to share your story too, all you have to do is press pound one and jump on the line. I'm going to say it again. Press pound one and jump on the line if you got a story you want to share because we're just having a good time and, and we're just, you know, talking about, you know, some situations that may have happened to you. Maybe you were had a speaking engagement and you had a singing engagement and you just had to take, you just took that L. It's okay to share a funny story. So if you just press pound one and, and you can jump on the line and they will let you in and you can tell your story too. All right, y'all. So I got, I got two because we all going to do two, but I got, I got this one. Um, I went. I was very cocky, and the person uh, who church this is, is is around here. So I was very cocky, not necessarily cocky, because I, I, I take the same attitude when I go anywhere. But um, I, I was just sure, because they said, oh, I want you to preach our youth service. So I'm like, okay, I'm about to go do a youth service. That's my thing. You know, I go to a youth service. I You know, I, I know how to do them, you know, uh, that's just kind of like, you know, how we, you know, all of us who, who are young preachers who started out young, youth services was like all we did. So I was like, all right, I'm going to knock this one out. I was prepared. I had my notes. I had my sermon. And um, I got to the church, and 
I didn't know it was a senior youth service because the youngest person there, promise you, had to be in about like their fifties. I, I, I'm telling you, it was at least like it was a lady there that had to be a hundred. I know for sure that she was young. <laughs> oh, wow. and, and 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 she she was a good looking a hundred too, but she she was a she had to be like in that ninety range, and. I'm sitting here like, I thought this was a youth service. So I'm like, yo, how do I adapt? Like, how do I adjust? And I just went blank. Like, I kneeled down. I started praying. Like, I started speaking in tongues. Like, I did every little trick in the book. And I just, I didn't have it. Like, but see, what I was told is, here's what I was told. You know, when you said, when a doubt pass out, I was told you can never go wrong with your testimony, right? Mm-hmm. So I had a scripture, had nothing to do with nothing I was talking about, and I just started giving my testimony. And when I tell you I froze, I'm like, where's the kids? You know, the youth service. Like, if I knew this was going to be what it was, I would have prepared for what it was. Yo, I I walked out of that church like, uh, oh, okay, so. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't like, I didn't didn't even like, you know, some churches like, all right, so as as, as ministers, we all do the callback, you know. We call the pastor. We'd be like, thank you for the opportunity. You know, really enjoyed myself at your church. I didn't do the callback, y'all. I, I I think, matter of fact, the pastor called me and gave me a pep talk. Like, that time to tell you who the pastor was. It was Pastor Toy. She called me and gave me a pep talk. Yeah, and she said, she was all, you know, she was trying to encourage me. I'm like, I know for a fact, like, like I can I, I can preach better. I I know I can preach better. But it was just the fact that I, you know, if, if we are preachers, we're supposed to preach anywhere. Like it don't matter who the audience is. It don't matter who we're from. But I just I just couldn't adapt. I couldn't adjust. And that ball. Then I called for an altar call. Didn't nobody want to come up to the altar call? It was crazy. It it was it was one of them jaws. It was. I was like, oh, okay, all right. We just gonna write this one down in the L. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hold this one. This one is a. This one is a fail. Now I got. I got another one, and then I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump into you, Elder. I got another one. Um, you know, when I was coming up and I just got licensed. Um, you know, I preached at my church a lot. I preached at a couple. You know, I preached at other churches, but it was all churches that people knew me. So you know, I, I was I had that 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 home love, you know. When you get home love and you're a preacher, you really think you're a preacher because you know ain't nobody gonna treat you like, you know, the in-house crowd will. So I go to this church because they came to my church and heard me preach, and she wanted me to come. And I go and I get there, and the church. You know, they they were a mixed crowd. They was young, they was old. It reminded me of you know when I was when I was growing up. You know, they had the old uh, 
you know, the youth choir. It was, you know, it was set up. It was real good. And I talked to the preacher, and the preacher gave me a, the pastor gave me a bunch of rules. We don't do this here. We don't do that here. You only got 25. He said, you only got 25 minutes to preach. Like, he literally gave me a bunch of rules before I started preaching. And then I just got flustered. I was like, oh, okay. So this is my first out of, you know, contact, out of people who know me, experience. And I just get this list of things that I can't do. So I get on a pulpit. I'm nervous. I think I done drunk like two cups of water. I don't never drink when I'm on a pulpit. And I get up to preach. And I looked at the audience, and I froze. Like, I just, and the pastor said, all right, amen. And that's when I just started talking. I don't know what I said. I don't know. I I don't know what I said. I don't know how I said it. I don't know what's going on. I didn't get it. That's another time where I, I, you know, I called the pastor. I said, thank you. You know, keep in contact, you know, because uh, I felt like, all right, I had, to, I had to kind of redeem myself somehow. He calls me two years later and says, hey, can you preach at my church? We having a youth service. I said, okay. Now, all I'm thinking in the back of my mind, yo, you bombed the last time. You can't go back to this church and bomb again. <laughs> Like you, you took a nosedive. It. I froze, y'all. I like I froze, and and I went back to that church. I told that whole church up. I, I promise you, I, t- <laughs> I I had to go back. I had to go back and redeem myself, and and that's what the pastor ain't never called me back again. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Listen. Listen, it's one thing for all you preachers out there who are watching, young preachers out there who are watching, who are listening. It's one thing to go to a church and bomb, but if you preach too good, that's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other story. Oh, whole other story. That's a whole other story. We'll have enough time for that one. Yeah, if you go to somebody's church and you preach too good, and everybody like, you know, pastor. You know, I told Pastor we need to bring y'all back. You ain't oh, coming man. back. <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't coming back. That's another. You ain't, that's why I got for another show. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you ain't, you ain't coming back. I got a church. I got a church to this day. Every, I got a church to this day. I, I call. You know, I, I, you know, I see their members quite often because we live in the same area. And they be like, hey, you know, Pastor, God, get you guys. Say, y'all, y'all don't understand. I'm not coming. I'm not going to be able to preach back there for a while. And this is family. <laughs> wow. So, 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 uh, all right. So, like I said, the lines are open for anybody who got a story. Um, Elder, I know you got one more. I know you got one more. I probably got I'm gonna give way it to more than one more. All right. <laughs> I'm going to give it to you. And, and, I'm a, and, and I'm going to tell you this because, you know, when you said a when in doubt, pass out, a pastor told me when in, when you feel like, you said when in doubt, cry. He said you, oh, will, wow. you will never, he said you will never lose a crowd if you start crying. 
They sing it. They sound like singers. They talk about the goodness of the Lord while crying. (laughs) 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 I said, yo, he was so serious, though. All right, Elder, you got it. When the last time, when when did you bomb? Uh, As a preacher, when's the last time I bombed? Uh, It was a couple years ago. Good Friday service. And, <coughs> and I had it is finished. Daddy, this is this is for Grandma. Good Friday. Oh wow. Um, okay. It is finished is normally easy, but when I tell you I was on a platform with preachers, I mean I was on the platform with preachers. And you know, some of them were some of them were beginners, some of them were like, you know, was seasoned, but I was kind of I I didn't preach as much as any of them, and I got up, I started talking, I got frustrated because I couldn't keep my thoughts together. I ended it early and I walked off the pulpit and I didn't come back. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on! Oh wow! Wow! You walked off. <laughs> I walked off the wow. pulpit. I I was still in the church. Wow. But I walked off the pulpit. I walked off the pulpit. I went into the pastor study and I did not come back out. And what wow. actually happened to me this time, where the first story I told you about, I understudied. This time I overstudied. I was overthinking everything and I just could not get my foot together to save anybody's life. (laughs) Wow. What? You know, and, you know, Good Friday is just like, especially for the, you know, for the Baptist preacher, Good Friday is the, is the, the thing. You know, and it is finished is like one of the good ones. Like, you know, it it is finished. I mean, I've preached it is finished so many times till, you know, I, I don't even know another way to preach it. But, I, I, but that day, oh, my God, right. I bombed it completely. Hold up, so I you mean, did, that was, that was the seven last, that was seven last words, right? Mm-hmm. Or, oh, wow. Yeah, wow. Wow. Yeah, that's, a, that's wow. You don't bomb on Good Friday. <laughs> all, right, all right, so so those those who, who don't understand, right? I I grew up Baptist. I I don't know if y'all grew up Baptist, but I grew up Baptist <laughs> and and the seven last words is when all the churches got together and the the big pastors would bring their 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 upcoming young pastor that they knew was good. And it was it quiet as kept. It was a competition. Right. It was it was it was my guy can preach better than your guy. And seven last words, like they used to really do that back in the day. Like all the big wigs would take their new young preacher, and and they would put them on a platform. Everybody had ten minutes, and you just had to go for those ten minutes. I didn't. I've never. I've never done it. I've never done it because I, when I got ordained and I got licensed, I, I wasn't in a Baptist church at the time. But I've seen it growing up, and I knew it was, I knew it was going down. Like every every preacher would have that 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 guy. It would really look like, like like okay, it would look like a rap battle. Like it would <laughs> it would look like, I mean, 
I, I got I got my preacher. Where's your preacher at? And, and it, it was a mess. I, I think like people who who know church church like who grew up in church, they, they'll tell you that that whole situation. So if you bombed at seven last words. Yeah, I know you had to be feeling it. I know you had to be feeling it. Yeah, I redeemed myself the following year, though. <laughs> oh, you went back and you had another chance? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Well, uh, first of all, people... the service that I bombed, I was in charge. No. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Wow. Yep, I was in charge. No. I wasn't wow. going to preach the service And on top of that If I believe correctly I think I had strep throat That year and, oh, wow. Or or tonsillitis One of those But yeah I I, I literally I bumped that so bad I bumped it so bad But I redeemed myself Wow That's crazy yeah, you can't play your own service. Because y'all know that y'all know that, that that service in particular is a big service. That's just not what well, you're supposed yeah, to buy. I mean for for a young preacher Yeah, seven seven last words for a young preacher is is, is a big deal. That's that's your I I mean that's your your call, like that's your your thing. So oh, yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, we got a caller on the line, and she she's uh, going to share her story. Caller, are you with us? I am here. Praise the Lord. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was listening. <laughs> yeah. and, and I have to say, what Doc just said is so true. If you get invited as a young preacher to preach the seven last words, that is like that's like making it to the major league. That's, what, yep. that's like they call for the draft. Because if you do good, they start calling you for other events and ministry events. And if you don't, well, you know. Um, but I, I, I was good, and it's funny because as Reverend Art was sharing the story about the youth service. <laughs> What he doesn't realize is that was actually a bomb for me also. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, wow. That was also wow. a bomb for me also. Because what had happened was I was recently appointed as their youth pastor. <laughs> and they were like, okay, and you have to set up the services, and you have to do this, and you have to do that. And everything, for the most part, was going well, but I had not set up any services. So... I, I I reached out to one of the most anointed young ministers that I knew would just rock these children's souls. And then I found out that morning that the children was actually going to a family reunion that evening. So out of like, you know, when you have one family that has like the majority of the children in your sanctuary, so we went from like thirty children to I think it was two and a half. Oh, and then yeah. two and one baby. And two one baby. One. It was two children and one baby. <laughs> so I'm already sitting here and I got the pastor looking at me and he just giving me that little side eye. Like, okay, 
that you you know you better that this bag get good. And I'm sitting there like, oh my goodness! All right, all right. As soon as you open your mouth, I already know the Holy Ghost is gonna hit you. <laughs> and then Mark looks up, and I look back at the church, and that's when I realized every old person in the church that ever passes judgment on anybody is sitting in this congregation today. <laughs> And then I just started praying. I just, Lord, I'm sorry. Don't, don't, don't discourage him in this because I, I already, and for you to understand why it was so deep, you have to understand. This was a, a you know, this not just a Baptist church. This was a primitive, progressive oh, church. <laughs> Wait, oh, wow. I used to go yeah. to a primitive, progressive Baptist church. Which was um, so I totally understand. Right, and I say they started picking him apart, and as they was picking him apart, they're picking me apart. For like, just, he didn't have one socks. I was like, what? Oh. You ain't have one socks in a progressive, primitive, primitive, progressive baby shirt. Don't you know better than that? I didn't have a tie on. Y'all know how? Y'all know how I, I dress. And y'all have to understand for them to bring a progressive church to bring a female on in ministry in any type of way. Right. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, we have grown. We have overcome sometimes. And I found out, no, we hadn't. So that that was one time. And then there was another time that I like um, missed out like I overstudied, and I, when I say I overstudied, I'm sitting there and I'm bringing forth this word, and I'm breaking down the Greek definition and the Hebrew definition <laughs> and the and the what position the stars are in, and how God moves it. And at some point, when I look, I think my sort of tapped me and was like, "Yo, you can end this now." <laughs> <laughs> but what I realized was that put I overstudied, but because I had overstudied, I got caught up in my ability because I had overstudied. Yep. And it's that, that's something that we as ministers, if we be honest, we have to wrestle with a lot. The the biggest thing mm. fight is our flesh. Our right. self my pride. And I, I mean, I was sitting there, I thought I was doing something. I had studied how to properly pronounce the word in Greek. And some people was looking at me like, Lady, what are you talking about? So, yeah, we all have those types of stories. <laughs> yes, let me share. Look, all right, real quick, y'all. So, I know that she said the most anointed, right? But but she called not only me and said, hey, I know you're going to do a good job, but being a primitive Baptist church, she didn't look at me and saw that it was nothing about me that was traditional. I am, I am covered. I am completely covered in tattoos. I came oh to this God. church. I came to this church 
with a blazer on, <laughs> a pair of jeans. My shirt was uh. was three button was two buttons down, and all you oh, see God. are the ta- are the tattoos on my neck. <laughs> oh wow! Oh wow! That is funny. <laughs> but you want you see when you all right? So if she would have said, "Hey, look." This is the type of church, but see, this is what I get for not doing my homework, because ever since then, when I preach at a church, I ask questions. What type of search you have? What type of service you have? Is there a dress code? Is there? I ask but all you, these questions. I know, I normally do, but because of who it was, uh, I was like, okay. The yeah, sad part I, is, Reverend Art, the sad part is, <laughs> if you'd have asked me all those questions, We'd have still been set up to fail because I didn't know. Like, you have to understand. Uh, Listen, when I was about 14, I got asked to speak at a youth service somewhere at a holiness church. And I went and spoke. When the church found out that I had spoke somewhere, oh, they ate me up in front of everybody. Women don't speak how dare you and this, that, and the other. So when they called me back, and was like, we want you to come as our youth pastor, and we want you to assist the pastor, and da 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 da. In my mind, it was one thing. I thought there was a total, you know, switch. But mm. um, the clothing had switched, but their mind thoughts, mm. their mind frame, their thinking had not changed completely. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because I don't look nothing like a, a traditional. Um, Baptist preacher, but I made sure I had a shirt and tie on when I went to the funeral. <laughs> I had... Wait, don't go back. Even, I was like, I was even, even though I had, I was like, uh. Even though okay. I had on a, uh, I had on a burgundy velvet jacket, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I still, I had on a shirt and I had on a tie. No, I didn't have on a tie. Uh, either way. I had on I had on well, socks. The Lord. I had on socks. That's good. That's good, That is funny. Listen, there are so many traditions and 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 isms out there, and, and it's crazy how you know we all. Because I've I've been to churches. Where you know they gave me the like I said they gave me the rules before I got there and especially if have if you anybody I know both of you can relate to this have you ever been a young preacher at the time when you were a young preacher have you ever went to a church and before you preached they made sure you knew all the different things about their church don't do this don't do that we don't do this here we don't do that. And, and, and I know y'all guys been hit with the rule book before y'all preach. I even had to go to a church and they asked me for my sermon before I came. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I've had I've had that. Um, mm. I've had that point a bunch of times, and uh, I've even had the fact that you know uh, they've emailed me or sent in advance their uh, their brochure or their handbook. And uh, letting know the, the do's and the, and the don'ts, and uh, I forget what church it was. It was a church of God. They were saying if you're bringing if you're bringing women, make sure they have hair coverings, and if not, we have some at the door. 
you know, different things like that. Uh, um, I, 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 before the pandemic, um, I was supposed to do a revival in Puerto Rico. Um, a friend of mine had a, we, we set up a, 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 he was going to stay in Puerto Rico for seven days. It was one church every day in Puerto Rico we were going to go to. We were going to preach at. We were going to give out food and medical supplies um, every single day, another church, another area of Puerto Rico. And don't you know, like, they sent me an email. It was 30 pages. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That is crazy. And one of them was that in order to preach, I had to wear a tie. <laughs> oh my god! Like I had to wear a tie. Um, the other thing was, well, of course, you know, they let me know that some people don't speak English, so I would have to have a, a translator. Um, so then they told <laughs> they told me, um, please refrain from using any slang in my message. So wow. any type of yeah, freezer yeah, 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 I, I can testify to that. I, I <laughs> you, you, you doc it, it's it's the most interesting <laughs> predicament you can find yourself in and I got hit with a double whammy. Uh uh um I got hit with a fact where they was translating in a in a Haitian language. Okay. I don't know whatever that is. And they had Creole. sign language. Creole. That, oh, yeah. Right. And so they were just like, slow down. But I'm like, you know, I'm in my groove of preaching. Right. So you want me to right. slow down. And it's right. just like, you know, in the beginning, you know, you do your introduction and everything else. But when you kick uh-huh. in third, fourth gear, are you in, are you in a celebratory mode, you know? And so... Uh, it just so happened that God allowed an avenue where I could be able to go ahead and be Baptist and take them, you know, down Calvary, and they knew it. So it was, it right. was funny. They 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 knew it. They said, okay, look, and they don't know anything else. They know Calvary, and he got up wow. with all power in his hands. <laughs> Somebody say yes. That's Somebody what that say yes. You can't lose. You can't lose when you're oh, taking the Calvary, Doc. You can't lose when you're taking you, the Calvary. You, you, you cannot go ahead and and, and, and do that at all. So, uh, you know, that that's what helped me that one time. Let me, let, let me share something with you real quick. So right, I'll good. never, ever forget um, my bishop. We was in New York. It was my first time here. And this was our, our third service of the day. And so uh, he had to preach for a, um, a men's day service. Right. And so we get up there, and we're and he, he's like, okay, I'm going to have a selection. And then he says, after that, um, I'm going to go ahead and I want you to open the Bible to Mark chapter 2. And I'm going to preach, you know, uh, you know, the first couple of verses. And then he says this, um, I'm pretty tired now. We then drove all over the place. I'm going to ask my spiritual son uh, to go ahead and finish the message for me. Ah, I've had that before. You, I've done listen, that before. Listen, let me tell you something. My heart 
went right through me. I felt like, because I'm like, I just drove this man here. You know, I had no intention to preach. Matter of fact, I didn't even bring my Bible with me. All I have is my cell phone with the, you know, the Bible app. And I say, he wants me to, wants me to do this. And you talking about nervous. I'm like, please just, I can, if he gets me to the point where celebrating is at, I'm fine. I'll, I'll be all right. You can always go ahead and, you know, do, do your thing there. And you talk about somebody that bombed. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> all right, it guys, was, real quick. Now, I never terrible. had that happen to me. I never had that happen to me, but I did have it happen where um, the pastor read the scripture that he was planning to come from for that day and then said, but you know what? I'm not preaching today. You want to ask Sister Cooper to preach yeah, I've had that too. But I and I'm class. looking around. I didn't get no sermonic selection. I didn't get. I didn't even have any notes with me because I wasn't expecting to preach nothing. So trust me. I... All right, guys, real quick. Um, we have to do the call of salvation. Um, you know, a lot of times. You know, we I have such serious topics all the time, and even though we're laughing and joking throughout the, uh, you know, throughout the show, um, I always want to make sure we get to the bottom line. Um, and the bottom line is to offer somebody Jesus Christ. Um, and, and this evening, you know, if, if there's somebody out there who's, you know, who who's been struggling, who probably felt like they've bombed. Not just you know in anything, but just life. You know, um, twenty twenty has been such a difficult year, and I believe that there is still a lot of PTSD from twenty twenty. I really believe that there's a lot of residue from twenty twenty, and you know, I would challenge you to to if you felt like you couldn't make it last year. Don't spend this year trying to do it by yourself again. You know, we we all have challenges. Um, each, all three of us on this line. When I tell you, if I literally let you hear the struggles of 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 this twenty twenty year, you would try and uh, you you wouldn't understand why we're laughing right now. But it's through the grace of God. It, it's through. Uh, God's uh, just this unmerited favor, the peace that surpasses understanding um, that we're able to just have a good time in the Lord and, and just talk and tell stories. Um, for those who are listening right now, I challenge you deeply to to try something new. And if you did try Jesus at one point and, and you felt like you kind of fell off a little bit, don't you know God says that he's married to the backslider? He's married to your fall off. He's still attached to you. You can't go nowhere. Y'all connected to the hip even when you fall off. So I'm going to do this simple prayer, real quick, simple prayer. And and what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to uh, pray the prayer of salvation. And that is simply doing this. You are confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart that Jesus Christ raised from the dead, but not only did he rise from the dead, but he died for your sins, that he rose for your sins, and that he's coming back again. And if you believe that you are a sinner and you are saved by the blood of the Lamb, 
and that you know that he is Lord of your life, and you ask him to be Lord of your life, and you allow him to just work for you, you are saved. It is a confession. It is a belief, and it is a confession. You don't have to jump through hoops. It is all about what your heart believes and what your mouth says. So right now, we're, I'm about to pray this prayer, and, and if you if you really just don't want to do this year by yourself again, if you don't want to do this year trying to do things your own way again, I suggest you try Jesus. So let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for everyone who is listening, for every soul who is attached to this line, for every every soul who's connected to this experience. God, we ask that you send your glory that you reveal yourself to your people because we believe that someone got saved today. We believe that someone received you as Lord of their lives today. So, God, right now we ask that you speak to your people, that you touch your people, that you be the protector, the provider, the healer, that you be uh, the way maker that your word says you are because we know that you will not return back to your word void. We know that you are true to your word, and you keep all your promises. So, God, right now, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you just be with your people. Give them the confidence and the strength to stay true to your word, to be convinced that nothing else matters but you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Um, Real quick, for those who are listening, I'm going to say this, and we're going to get back to these stories because they are funny, but... um, I want to just say this real quick. Um, A lot of time, the reason why we did this show is because, one, it it is a lighthearted situation. We're we're able to just laugh and joke. But a lot of people don't think that as as a minister, as a pastor, Elder, whatever your title is, that that, that we kind of have moments of not feeling confident in ourselves, uh, they believe that we, you know, we just automatically have it. And the truth is, every pastor, every preacher who is really, really called by God, when they touch that pulpit and they know they have to deliver a word from God, there's nervousness. There's a point uh, where uh. We, feel like, we feel like maybe uh. we aren't good enough. We feel like maybe we're not good enough. Maybe uh, we don't have what it takes. Maybe God really made a mistake when they called us. We have all these thoughts in our head. And a, and a wise preacher told me, the day you stop getting nervous is the day you quit. That is the word mm. of Pastor Toy herself. She said, the day you stop getting nervous is the day you quit. Because that means you are no longer covered by the Holy Spirit and you're operating in your own will. So I thank God for the nerve sometimes because that's what keeps me on my toes. But I got I got five minutes. And I, I got five minutes. And real quick, each of you, I, we have talked about the times we bombed. When was that day or that moment, and we got we only got five minutes, the day and the moment where you was like, you know what? God, you did this one. I I don't know what happened, but God, you showed up this one. And you, I mean, you preached 
like your life depended on it. Have you ever had that moment where you just felt like God just took you over and that sermon just penetrated? Now, to start with you, since we started with you in the beginning, let's start, let's finish with you. When was that moment you just, that, that, that time, that, that preaching moment, when was it? I've had several of those, <laughs> but <laughs> I think I'm going to have to say last Saturday. Okay. Okay. All right. And, and last Saturday, was you, uh, for all those who don't know, like uh, you, you buried your father and you had to preach the funeral. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, you, yes, yeah, that was different. That was different. <laughs> that was different. You preached that one. You, you preached that one. All right, Doc, when you, uh, when you when you just I mean God just came over and taught the whole place. Um, I was think it was a this was a while back uh, when I was with the Church of God in Christ. I preached the um, jurisdictional youth service, and you know when you preach the jurisdictional youth service, you know that's for the yeah. whole state. And, yeah. You know, um, so that was at um, Manor Church of God in Christ. I preached that. And um, and uh, so I was invited that evening, and to see the amount of young people to come to the come to the altar, uh, to even see my brother in tears, and you know you know how you just drunk in the spirit. All you do is just see, you know you just everybody is a good old high time. You don't know if you're coming or going. I would probably right. say that that was my my moment with it. God, you really did just thing. But to be honest, I feel like that every time I preach. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I feel like that every time I preach every Sunday, every well, time I had the opportunity to preach, I preach like it's my last. And well, you know, I preach every it. Sunday. <laughs> every Sunday. I just feel like that. I feel like Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan can go out on any given night, score thirty plus, and that's how I feel when I preach. It's I can score thirty plus souls to the kingdom. And so that's what I do. <laughs> All right, so so I had um, I had two I had two moments real quick. Let me tell them. Uh, one, I had to preach my dad's funeral too, but um, because it was it was my my grandparents' church, their pastor had to do like the final preside and had to you know give the last words of encouragement and all that kind of stuff because I was still young. Um, so I. At first, I was going to do the the word. I was going to, you know, be the presiding uh, minister for the funeral. But then they had changed it on me. So I got mad. So the petty person that I am, I preached that church. And then by the time I got finished, the pastor says, uh, well, I, I really don't know what to say, Um uh, Reverend Burgess done said it all. Uh, I think I'm gonna just close out. I said yes, but no. On a, on a, serious, <laughs> I, on a serious note, yeah, it was Cuddy. But on a serious note, um, <laughs> um, I went to I went to South Africa. I was I was when I was really just starting out. I went to South Africa, and um, I didn't know that. I knew I was going to do a mission trip. I knew we were going to be on missions, but I didn't know who was going to be a part of the mission. Um, so 
we were at the hotel South Hotel. We had like a big conference. There was a big conference outside, and I was asked to preach. All I was just doing was going just to, you know, help in, in you know, the missions. And I am preaching, and this is this is honest to God truth. I am preaching in front of Benny Hen and Donnie McClurkin. Oh my goodness. I am preaching in front of Benny Hen and Donnie McClurkin. And about a couple thousand other people in the ring and I don't know what I said. God just did something. <laughs> like I don't know what I said. God just did something. And after that service, I got a chance to really talk to Benny Hen. I talked to Donnie, um, and and I actually talked to Mary J. Blige too. And oh wow, we, yeah. And it was just, but but here's the crazy thing. That was me starting out. I didn't get to the real bombs yet. So I started out on a high note, and then I just dropped down. I was like, David, you know how David got anointed before his brothers and, you know, all that, and then next thing you know, he's sleeping in a cave? That's exactly that's exactly what happened to me. So, so, so yeah, that that's one of the moments. But I've had plenty of this. But um, we are about to wrap this show up. I know we got plenty of other stories, um, but – and we're going to come back again because I love this group. Um, and I just want to end this in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, you protect your people. There are so many things happening in this world, and there are so many opportunities to trust other things besides you. God, you are the only thing we trust. You are the only person we trust. And we'll put our all in you before we put our all in anything else. So, God, cover us. God, keep us. And, God, allow us to see perfection in this journey. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right, before we wrap up, real quick, the announcements, and then we're going to close with Pastor Toy. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Once again, we can bless God just for the sharing that has taken place this evening. We thank and praise God always for Reverend Oscar Burgess III and for his special guest this evening, Dr. William Christmas and Elder Elisha Cooper. We thank you for joining in with us. By faith for those souls that got saved this evening, we encourage you to find the Bible-believing, teaching, preaching sanctuary where you can grow in the saving knowledge of Jesus. Christ and heal from the trials and the tribulations of this world. Until you do bless God, that's why he has Purpose Kingdom Network here just for you. Please join us tomorrow evening at 9 p.m. for another broadcast of Purpose Kingdom Network right here on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. We will be broadcasting the Fighting Gospel Music with host evangelist Todd T.C. Nelson. You do not want to miss the move of God tomorrow evening. Follow us on Facebook as well as on LinkedIn at Purpose Kingdom. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. Please feel free to email any comments, questions, suggestions, or concerns to us directly at PurposeKingdomNet at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, to speak with you, to pray with you, to pray for you. Again, we thank each and every one of you for joining in. Elder, it is back in your hands to close out. All right. Elder, can you close us out in prayer real quick? And then we're going to wrap the, we're going to leave. 
and I want the long winded one to pray. Okay. God, we thank you. We honor you on tonight, Lord. We thank you so much for this time of laughter, Lord God. You said that laughter is like medicine to the soul, Lord. And God, we ask that you would just continue to have your way through us, Lord God. Continue to allow us to be a beacon of light. Um, in a dark world, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just ask that um, you would cover those who gave their lives to you on tonight, Lord God. God, let us um, still be an example to them even after this. In Jesus' name we pray and we thank you. Amen. 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 God bless you. Amen. Look at that. Look at God. Amen. Look at God. We'll see you next week. All right? Uh, All right. Take care. Jesus' name. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose.